Good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you're listening in from. Welcome to another episode of Talking Out Loud with your host, George Cressy. And some big news on the Banquet Bear front, 27 subscribers on YouTube now, so incredibly exciting times. So uh, 2020 already off to a flyer. And four five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, so thank you to everyone who's reviewed it so far. And the tip of the cap to a certain Mr. Steve Davies for that last one. Today's episode is a pretty wide-ranging conversation. I know that's essentially all we do here at Talking Out Loud is wide-ranging conversations, but this in particular covers quite a lot of bases. And why wouldn't it? And today's guest is a good friend of mine and previous pod star, Craig Black, who keen listeners will remember from Podcast 28, Introduction to the Wine Curve. So if you want to hear a bit more about Craig and his background, do have a little listen. So this one was recorded back in May in the flat here in Bristol. And essentially we kickstart the pod with a feature that may be somewhat of a trend going forward. Craig picked a record at the start of the show, although it must be said with a somewhat limited range of music choice. And he was then asked to steel man that track, a term I picked up after listening to Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. I'm not sure I fully grasped the concept. But anyway, we kick off with the topic of rock and roll before we delve into a myriad of different topics from brotherly dynamics to science, the monarchy to politics, which is um, bang on trend at the minute, it seems, and the huge swing from left to right that you see. Our opinions on who has the most right to vote, which will be, uh, I'm sure, contested. We also chat through Vipassana um, towards the end, which for listeners of Podcast 28, you'll, you'll find we uh, we dwell on quite a bit there, chatting about its perceived effect on us in terms of attention and mood. We're rounding the pot off with exactly why people podcast in the first place. So, yeah, give it a listen. Let us know what you think, as ever. Uh, always keen to hear your thoughts. And until next time... Stay safe out there. Play it. Hello, welcome again to another edition of Talking Out Loud. Uh, I think it'll be episode 38 now. Quite a lot now. I'm joined um, by Craig Black, star of, or co-star of the Wine Curve podcast. Um, so do listen back to get a first intro to Craig. So I won't introduce you fully, Craig, because we've done that already. Uh, but yeah, so um, you have chosen um, the first track for the podcast. This is Boston. So a little listen. Um, so now for the listeners, Craig has said that he's not a big fan of rock and roll, and he picked this for the cover of the album. Um, now Craig's got to steel man the argument of why he's not a big fan of rock and roll. Well, well firstly, that's a way to put me as the most superficial motherfucker ever. Uh, I, it, was a, it was a limited collection. I was told I couldn't choose Beatles, so I went for one that looked looked cool. Um, steel man, uh, rock and roll. Okay. So why 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 don't you like it at first? Though? Okay, so the opposite. First, I start off. Why I don't yeah, like yeah. it. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't connect. It doesn't connect with me. I think it's generally too optimistic. 
Um, and it's or it's either too optimistic or the way that it's sort of critical is a bit shallow. Okay. Um, whereas okay. I also like punk, which is just like raw. Everyone's a fucking cunt and fuck you. Or you know, it's, sometimes it's positive, overtly positive. It's not always that way. Um, but with rock, it seems like something disingenuous to me. Uh, okay, no, I, I, I get elements of that. Certainly, what like popular rock, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't know because Elvis, I guess, is rock and roll, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think that's it's, it's too maybe, young it's for maybe me to commercialised it. it. Yeah, I mean, it's too young too for me to re- appreciate how volatile that was to the music scene at the time, and how you know that was the punk of its era. And, then it just gets turned up a notch each time where you know, people will listen to dubstep and be like, what's this fucking racket? And it's just yeah. actually they've just tried to push it beyond uh, to differentiate in a way that gets people's attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the time, it just musically doesn't really match for me because it's all very one, two, you know. Yeah, the yeah. Drum, it's, it's very formulaic and a bit structured, whereas I like my music a bit messier. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, like Queen's rock and roll, and they've got some awesome tracks. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. It's maybe it's maybe the label, but it's maybe the current time of rock and roll mm. is kind of like yeah, it's kind of taken away all the gloss from uh, from the old stuff, and it just it needs it needs. But I think everyone's looking for that next rock and roll star, aren't they? Like that's the other thing. It's like well, Oasis, they were. I mean, rock and roll star was a fantastic song. I I, I literally think that's. It's a very good, like, little time capsule. Of, yeah, I mean, what's modern rock and roll, then? I don't know. Uh, it's, uh... Shit, I, don't, I really don't listen to the Yeah, I'm pretty bad for that. Yeah, like, basically, it's whatever random stuff comes on my Spotify. It's like an ADHD playlist. It is. It is. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the problems where that you end up <laughs> having too much point. music. Like, it's maybe We MP3 generation, so I, eventually when it wasn't on fucking um, 56k modem like slow dial up speeds you could download an album in 20 seconds yeah. and you consume it at a rate where if a song's a bit of a dud you just skip it and mm. you know I'd select song playlists yeah, yeah and yeah. like the appreciation like the crafted album um, the, con- the conceptual album and the idea that you you set out your album like in a set and you might play mm. one song after the other for deliberate effect that's just largely gone out of the window mm-hmm. it's like artists like Mars Volta or uh, whatever that that still do that sort of thing and occasionally yeah, yeah. actually it's really refreshing sometimes to go on Spotify and not press shuffle and go through mm-hmm. so actually Flying Lotus have got a new album that just came out I love Flying Lotus um, hey you sent me a track yeah, okay I will do it the, yeah. the, the first the first uh, the intro to it is is really uh, he sent uh, me one though yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, it did, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so Yeah, you know, so, uh, I, I, remember, I remember, again... Did I it have, like, I, a spoken intro to yes. it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed, this, I enjoyed the spoken intro. Yeah, I like what it said. It's like, it's like, welcome back. You've made this... It's something like, you've made this space. We're here again. Yeah, it's pretty it's, trippy. Yeah, it's... Trippy I'm, music. I, I, ha- I happen to coincide just along with a, an actual trip I had. So, I think, you know, when you make right. those really strong connections. Yeah. And they're psychedelic. I mean, they have... A song yeah. called Astral Plane and oh, okay. uh, and whatnot, and if you just look at the the visually, they're very trippy. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it, it was good. It was a good track, though. It was a fantastic track. But you can tell that, like, obviously, if you're tripping, a track's going to probably connect with you more than 
if you just hear it on the radio when you're driving yeah, to the I, fucking supermarket. Like it's your attention is placed entirely on that record. Yeah, or, you're right. Yeah, so, so you do make weird connections in that in that state. It's like this Boston album. Like, because if this is a good conversation, then the listeners will let us know if it is. We'll all go back to this, oh, the Boston album. Oh, what a great Boston album in the background. It like, flavours it, yeah. But for me as well. Like, it'll be a memorable thing for us both to, like, go, oh. I it's an anchoring Boston. point. Yeah, it's an anchoring yeah. point. Exactly. Um, yeah, which just, is why just, songs that you don't necessarily musically uh, attach to, you could maybe have an emotional... Uh, attachment to something and it can make you. I'm, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, Cotton Eye Joe is a, yeah. a classic one because it's a classic. shit song, but I remember dancing in the living room with my mum and my brothers to that, yeah. doing like shit line dancing sure. until I found out that apparently that, well, basically, we thought it would be great to have that at my mum's funeral as one of her songs. Oh. Cotton Eye Joe, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I've been married a long time. It would, you're right. Yeah, I mean, and it, it would be right thing. on my mum's, uh, all of our sense of humour, but then my uncle, that was like, he wasn't cool with that. Yeah. Uh, my, my good uncle. Yeah. Um, and we just, uh, he, apparently, he, he dug it up, apparently it's actually about uh, STD or something like that. <laughs> And we were like, oh, okay, if it's that big a deal to you, we won't play it. And we just played some miserable music instead, and we're like, oh, this is much nicer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got to speak now, and I'm like, just about to cry because you just got some soppy shit on. I want to dance to Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. If I want to cry, I want to walk in cry to Cotton Eye Joe. At, least at the start of the fucking thing, if I come off the back of Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of juxtaposition. Yeah. Tell you, I just did. I went. I mean, maybe we don't go. Don't go to there, but it's up to you, my, my speech was. I, I don't like editing stuff. So okay. Ideally, okay. ideally, but we can always edit. It. <laughs> but well, just because my my speech was was a, essentially a joke. Like the second half of it was very serious, but I entered with a pretty a pretty ridiculous joke. Fair so, play. so I started off. I was I was Fair like fucking play. Um, Jesus. I was like brave. um, so and so. I was like Fiona as well. Fiona was well known to her friends as being caring and passionate, and it would go through a few things like that. Always, always a laugh, and and uh, was always the first to get the darts out. A keen dart player, <laughs> Bob. I think like Bob was one of the greatest. Oh, and I was, and then I looked up at my brother and went, Darren. It, have you just got this uh, obituary off of the fucking internet? And, and then uh, it, it was quite, it was, it was really funny. Oh, that's amazing. And it broke the ice, but it was fucking, no it, was doubt, it was brutal. It was brutal. And then I did say some nice stuff about my mum after of that. Course. But it was just funny to go like, to look at my mum and dad and say, you sort of just, just I mean, yeah, 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 most of them to laugh now and again. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. But that was, I don't know why, I felt I needed to do that. That's incredibly brave though, mate. I, I like, yeah, I'm not sure I had the strength to fucking do that, man. That is, that... <laughs> I didn't tell my brothers beforehand as well, because they needed yeah. to know. Yeah. They just had me in my mum's room, just writing it on the computer, just like bursting into laughter. I was like, I think they were a little bit uh, in a bit of trepidation. No, I mean, that's an excellent fucking joke, it is. Like, yeah. And, um,. I'd certainly have wailed, mate, if I was yeah, a stranger yeah. in that room. <laughs> That's what I will say. I think they mostly, I mean, because everyone was on the same page, and my mum was always yeah, like that anyway. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like she she would have, if she was there, she would have liked it. And if the, you if your son makes like, that joke, then it's kind of validating it. Too right, too right. Uh, but yeah, so yeah no, that, like, well played so. there, man. But still, that's what sort I'm of saying. That's all. Yeah, it's quite weird writing. Uh, yeah. Like, and it was a bit annoying because no one else was prepared to say anything. 
it's, it's just and being the and it's just like oh because I'm the oldest son yeah, I have sure. to do that yeah yeah sure sure uh, she's fucking kind of still though I mean if if, if my brother stepped up in that position I'd be like oh, fuck like fucking bankrupt for that like yeah. it, there's almost that expectation really. it's weird isn't it because mm. like you in some ways as a younger brother you don't you would I imagine you would find that quite frustrating in your life maybe not being given the responsibility and you're constantly being reminded of your inadequacies because I mean I don't, what's the age difference between you and your brothers? Two. I only got one brother. Uh, oh yeah brother sorry. Um, like except for things that you excelled at your brother's going to be better than you at everything for a long substantial period of your life yeah, even yeah. if he's average you're probably not going to be two years better than your average. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that can be quite hard for a sibling to take. You're constantly. I mean, one. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean, if you've got a different social circles, then that breaks you free of that a little bit. So you're not always yeah, in the shadow. Yeah, for sure. But actually, my my brother, he, um, I was quite. I I wasn't extremely intelligent. At, I was very average actually academically, yeah, but I was sort of bright to com in conversation. I was yeah. relatively bright, and I had lots of really good relationships with um, teachers and they generally liked me yeah. uh, whereas my brother didn't he was very different and then he would get that shit there people would be like oh you're not like craig yeah and that's really horrible to live in that yeah, yeah, yeah. shadow well so, it depends how you take it i mean he didn't Just like speaking it speaking from a younger brother's perspective agreed like certainly the brother sets the bar and you're like oh, fuck's sake because you kind of got always got to jump for that fucking bar in anything even though you're excelling in that whole sphere that he yeah. hadn't even touched, you've still got to like be going. There's a benchmark to yep. be compared still to. Still got yeah. to get to that, because it's like, when your brother was that age, he was a lot better at this. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck me, but you didn't do any of that. You know what yeah, I mean? You're, it's you're like these this, people yeah. who only knew my brother will always idolise like, my brother, I suppose. It'll be like, so, the funny thing is, we always have this debate, but certainly whenever we meet the Kavanaghs, they'll be they our close friends. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, all the time it'll be like, who's the better brother? Is it Jack or George? Yeah, because I guess it's a bit of a, uh, there is a bit of a different dynamic. Because my two brothers, the younger brothers, are closer. Mm. Um, I don't quite know what, why, why that is. I mean, we're, we're all, we're all close, but they're more like friends. Whereas okay. I'm, but I, I think part of the problem was that the dynamic, there was a, more of a, there's less of a power dynamic between them and more of a power dynamic between me and them. So I very much play the sort of sub-father, older brother okay. uh, role. Yeah. Especially after my parents broke up, then there was no, I was the oldest and it's oldest. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. And I began sleeping in my mother's room and pretending to be my dad. Whoa. Not really. <laughs> No. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, I, I appreciate really I appreciate the fact that you were really uh, was it, suggestive and open to that concept. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, um, fuck yeah, that was going to be real troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, were like, oh, you were like, oh, this is podcast gold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, You've got it. Yeah. You've got it. Like, <laughs> we've got it. But um, yeah, I think that, that created like a, it was a, a power differential and I think there were, I was always very much like uh, I was always getting my I was getting my brother a bed at a very young age and getting him dressed yeah, okay. and all this shit and yeah, I had like some yeah. weird rock like, I did yeah, it from that from an oddly young age like yeah, three years old I was three four years old I was getting my brother ready in the morning 
Whoa. But not like bossing around, like just being like, yeah, yeah. this is like, uh, I'll help you, I'll do this. And like, it was like quite sweet as well. I'd save up my money until I could buy two Kinder eggs, one for me and my oh. brother. So it was nice. It was, so but, it taught you quite a lot. Yeah, but I think so. But it's just there is a power dynamic there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think yeah. I'm quite, I'm, I, I can be quite exhausting and uh, intense. And have you seen the Harry Enfield show? Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember the dad that was a complete dick and was just constantly berating his children, going like, "Come on, when I was your age, I was hitting sixes. Or you know, uh, and they're running around. He's like competitive dad, or it's yeah, okay, like that. right, right. And I'm not that bad, but at my worst, I can be a little bit intense like that. Yeah, and yeah, it's the same. It's the same. I don't. I think that that, that for sure happens happens to me a lot. Like I've missed a competition. Like I'll happily, whenever I see my brother like not competing, I'll poke him to compete. It's like after a while, you, like it's just a nature. I think it's just yeah. a, a natural thing. Is your brother not like that then? Yeah, now and again, maybe a lot less than me, a lot less than me. I th- I, in terms of eh, at times, it, it it comes and goes. Hey, eh? so sometimes he's missed competitive and it'd be like, "You should be doing this, this, and this." And I'm normally I'm not competitive with my brothers. Though. It's a weird, it's a weird thing where it's more just internally put competitive. Put the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's more like I it, every you need to be consistent and challenging yourself. Like I don't want to beat my brothers because um, like that's not a challenge anyway because they're two they're younger than me, so I didn't get any pleasure out of that. It was just like, in the same in relationships, like, or really with my longest term relationship. Um, I think it just can be a bit. The standards that I set myself can yeah. be quite exhausting when yes. you start externalising them. Uh, same. I'm, yeah. I, I completely agree. That's my biggest issue. Mm. I said this to my brother again. I was like, I think it's my ambition. It's kind of the, the biggest thing I struggle with at the minute, more than, the, more than anything else. And I think if that's the other thing I cling to. It's like, at the minute. <laughs> it's like, I have to believe that this ambition thing will pass. Like, because... Although what, you, you, care, you care about your status? or No, nah, just... just general ambition like, I want to do everything I've still yeah. got that like that's more than anything my mindset in it, which is great and has its uses which is what I will say and I am trying to capitalise on those yet again but then I'm like you're spreading yourself too thinly perhaps yeah for sure yeah. so then you need to start to narrow it down again so I, I think I've just I've got to just enjoy this kind of like this is the broadest I'm, I'm going to be because I no longer want to be. It's, it's the other key thing that yeah. you have to remember. It's like I think it's good to shift. It's good to shift and try new things as well. And it's also good to remember the the, the skill transfer you have of something and how it's good to learn. Like if you're a musician, you probably shouldn't stick to one genre. You should learn other genres so that you can then explore your own genre to a greater degree. Mm-hmm. And I think you can do that. Obviously, if you want to specialise, then you. You do need some focus, and maybe it's just this age where uh, things are more affordable than they've ever been. Essentially, mm-hmm. uh, we we all live like nobles lived, oh. you know, hundreds of years ago. Like the disposable income, and like the softest. Yeah, I mean, like Steve, Stephen Pinker talks about that in the Enlightenment now, and like, if you look at the metrics, it's not perfect. And if you're expecting it to be perfect, you're just going to disagree with what he says, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, things have improved greatly. Yeah, for sure. I, I come from a working class background and relatively poor background, and the opportunities I've had are still 
way better than I would have ever had back. I mean, I would have been a serf. I would have been a peasant wow. working yeah, sure. for sustenance. Oh, yeah, for at least another five generations. At least. You have to really start thinking. They had to fucking project You're lucky if you got out of that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, like, you're, you're just, like, unimaginably lucky is what I would say. Yeah. Like, it, as in, don't even think about it, mate. Like, it's not going to happen. That, that close to it, but it's like... Well, the class system is sort of eroding. It is. I mean, I, I mean, you have in America, it's, they don't have a traditional class system, and uh, the, the aristocracy now they can't afford to maintain their land because actually the yeah. fixed costs are too high, and all those massive mansions, they're having yeah. they're having to live in them like their fucking bedsits and rent them out yeah. for tours and stuff. It's, it's poetic justice almost. Yeah, 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 business is on the up for sure. Yeah, look at the monarchy. The monarchy, are, I, I can only see there being one direction for that and that's yeah. the purse strings are going to get tighter and tighter oh definitely yeah, they, they, yeah they'll, they'll disintegrate and, 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 but I don't I don't want them to fall <laughs> that's what I will say I, I, I want them like it's it's going to decline anyway it's like but I do I mean, what do we want we need to uh, it's something we, exactly. it's a discussion we need to have and it's a discussion I, you need to have yeah. rather than like an argument or like a fucking put a banner up it's like yeah. you need to talk to people about this if you really give a fuck you should be conversing with people who are the, the opposite to you. It's like, you know, if you really care enough, why, why, and that's the thing, people don't care enough, and that's fine, just admit it, <laughs> like, there's not a big deal with yeah. it. Yeah, but well, I mean, if you read, um, Slow and Fast, was it Slow and Fast Thinking? Thinking, um, Daniel thinking Fast and Slow. Thinking Fast and Slow, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And uh, actually, it's actually not so much that he, he talks. He talk, okay, he talks about. Um, I think he references Donning Kruger effect. It's basically when people misreport their own abilities and things like that. And mm. and uh, if you think about anyone's opinion, self opinion, or if you look, people that seem to have the strongest opinions often aren't the most knowledgeable, and that's a real fucking problem. Mm. Um, yes, the loudest people are often not the most informed. Correct, that is a real problem. Mm, and we have this disproportional uh, representation because we, mm. people that are shouting at, you know, at the top of the tower yeah. uh, are the most impassioned yeah. but not necessarily the most intelligent. I mean, the, I think that, look at how much we've heard about Brexit compared to the environment. And the, the, we, yes, the, the, and look at the, if you look at all the, the experts, yeah. And there's still behind each. Yeah, Nigel Farage's words seem to have more power than any environmental expert. Yeah, for, for now, for now. Yeah. But I mean, again, the rise of science is is slow. It is completely shifting a lot of paradigms. Yeah. So it's it uh, and, and for me, politics is also what is a huge one. Like politicians have to be scientists almost. They, they at least to have to respect. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, they need to start really being scientists. Like, if if you're going to keep on top of technology, if that's what people are really giving a shit about, then why the fuck are we not employing someone at the top who is technologically savvy? I that mean, it, is, it does seem bonkers. You. Yeah, it does because it's it's the biggest thing. Like, that's the trade that we value most. So therefore, we should probably follow someone who's got a pretty good idea about where that's going or what could happen, which potential things. Yeah. It's like, you want to be, uh, for me, I, I would like to see a candidate that's, yeah, that, that, that's on trend, like that just understands and also has the influence and has a good moral heart, of course. And it's all this stuff that, that, that are inherent leadership traits. 
I don't understand where the fuck they've gone, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing with politicians. I have no idea. Who, where are the leaders? Where are they? It's a weird thing, what, what makes a leader. I mean, like, Ed Miliband, we just knew that he wasn't going to be a leader. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, this people is way too... about it with him as well. Like, people would say that to him. Yeah. It's like, well... Uh, Jeremy Paxton talked about how you don't look yeah. like you're going to be tough enough. And it's yeah. just like, it was... It's He's mostly like, on uh, just a f- like because he looked like Wallace and Gromit character, and deep down a lot of us sad. think that David Miliband might have won because he's basically like an Im- improved it, version of David Cameron, but you know the Blairite generation. It, it That's probably, trivial. He could well have been a great prime minister as well. Like it, we won't, we won't know because it never happened. I'm not having a go here at, at Miliband because again I'm sure he's got he's probably got. I mean, I'm sure he's oh, got, he had the unions sure on his side, heart, so you know, you know he, yeah. he, 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 it wasn't like he was completely incompetent. No, and he was, he was in it for the right reasons fundamentally is what I'd say I think again the game of politics is so fucked up that it screws people over time anyway so um, yeah I think you, I'm sure they all get into it for the right reasons yeah I but think that's the still the still manning there I think ex- there aren't that many people that are extremely evil and I mean, no, most people have like a, a slightly narcissistic tendency because we all do like we think of ourselves before we think of others mm. and like, and then we think when we think of others the first people we think about are our family so why do you think about your family rather than someone else well it's because they're attached to you mm-hmm. and then we extend outwards and you, we've got to appreciate there's that there's a narcissistic like concentric circle that goes out to our social influence and eventually we can, might think about a stranger mm. But it's not, it's not just happenstance that we layer out the, uh, how much we care about people in terms of how close they are to our proximity. Mm. Yeah. That was, yeah. But, um, yeah, but politically, yeah, I, I think I, we could do something radical in the same way that we need something radical for the pharmaceutical industry uh, uh, and... It needs to be incentivized completely mm. different, and we need mm. to we need to pay them. They need they need to get paid. It's expensive for them to generate drugs, and we need to find new models to promote um, pr- to promote things that aren't patentable. And we need to put in pl- things at place that say, okay, we have a guaranteed mm. uh, com- uh, purchase order for this, even though it's not a patentable. It's a cure, and we need to promote yes. cures over. Correct. Long-term medication. Correct. Correct. And uh, uh, it's yeah. about that system. Agreed. I mean, yeah, but people just pay pay so because we just to want to sell it. Billions. Yeah. Like billions into R and D, and actually, and the, the, the amount of drugs that actually make it and actually useful are like fucking such a minimal percentage that you're like, shit. I need to charge so much because I've got all the R and D costs of the thousands of drugs that failed to make hidden costs. Exactly. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. And if this is the world we're in, which is all money-based, then yeah, I'm charging you a shit ton. Yeah. That's what's what the, if you're going to go bankrupt, what's the point of making it? Cause, yeah. you know, it's impossible to make, because yeah. no one will fund me to fucking do the research. So it's, it's it, the big pharma issue, I think, is, again, a man-made issue. So it's like, well, we can unpick it then. Like, that's yeah. the other thing. Is I think people, I, I always lose sight of It's like, well, if, if I'm working something that's man-made, I, I'll be able to fucking think it through then. Because I'm a man, or I'm fucking human, so it's like, great, I can, yeah. I can it's something we can challenge, and actually, yeah. I think yeah, I guess it, the status quo is quite hard to challenge sometimes, but oh, it was, of course, it always has been, but it should be as well in a weird way. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. This is where I got my law and order horse, but I, I think a lot of the time it's like, well, yeah, I, 
I think you should be mainstream the majority of the fucking time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you should, the status quo is there for a reason. Because it, it, yeah, it's it sounds to me like you're discussing it's, it's the left and the right. You know, I mean, so, uh, it sounds like it's a kind of a Jordan, what Jordan Peterson talks about, how the left and the right are essential to discuss with each other. Like, we need Correct. progress, uh, but we don't need to just throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, he likes that phrase as well. Yeah, um, he does, yeah. Yeah, and... It's a good phrase. Yeah, and it, there's a reason why those we, we tend to simplify things to that binary, and it's because we... Progress is important, but you can't just you can't just co- uh, like chop something out and then just uh, transplant a new system in place. It's something we need slow. Gro- we need growth, and it needs to come sort of as organically as possible. And some people that's frustrating because you know we want equality and all this shit, and actually most people do want that stuff, but it's hard to just switch that on. Mm-hmm. And people are frustrated, and I get it because if, if if you're being penalised by some bullshit, like if you were gay, for example, and you weren't allowed, like in my lifetime, if you were 16, you weren't allowed to be uh, have sex until you were 18. Mm-hmm. There was a diff- there was a difference between uh, mm-hmm. the age limit, and that's fucking insane, and mm-hmm. that would be really frustrating. But unfortunately, I mean, obviously, it did change eventually, but change does happen incrementally, and it's just the way it's was it Hegel's dialectic, which. I'm starting to appreciate more and more. It's basically the idea that conversations, uh, discourse goes from one, swings from one to the other. It's like a pendulum. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we seem to be on this, like, for example, this right authoritarian swing at the minute. Mm -hmm. Although there's a polarisation going on, so it's hard to see where we are. It's intersectional and there's also whatever. There's so much shit going on. It's it's hard to delineate and just make Mm, it be black and white. But there does seem to be this pendulum that swings. And it just might be unavoidable because change can't come abruptly. And because there's so much variety and complexity that, you know, it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as on-off. Or if it is as simple as on-off, there's so many on-offs that it's fucking... It's it's very confusing. Let's see which on-off is the correct one. So. Yeah. Um, well, another thing that I was thinking, and it's a bit controversial um, because it's sort of not democratic in the traditional sense, but um, we need to consider whether everyone's vote is equal. Correct. And I we mean, do. we do. Yeah. I mean, you could. You, you, this isn't about going. Uh, this isn't like about ethnic cleansing or anything like that. Is that it, you'd it, you have to be careful the way you did it um, because you could you could go that way and you could become authoritarian oh, and go yeah. and I mean you could basically re- yeah, yeah, uh, reverse the progress we've had yeah, yeah. that you know black people can vote or women can vote yeah, now. But again, it, you look at the pendulum swing. Yeah, that's what I would say as well. And so, um, for example, if on something like Brexit, do you want everyone having an equal vote or would you rather? It was changed so that if you held a degree, I mean, how the fuck you would No, I think we've got different concepts of what that should be. We've gone. Okay, so I was gonna say if you if you've got a degree in finance mm. and economics, mm. then this just say your vote counts as two, and it means that you have this. Uh, you're proportionally represented oh, by your education and something like that, and it's a bit like we, we were discussing before the podcast that. We have to put this faith in the best place, and it doesn't mean it's right. So, for example, we're talking about if you're ill, 
then you put right. your faith in a doctor. And a doctor, I mean, there are, you could go to 10 doctors and they would come up with 10 different ideas, or let's just say they come up with five different ideas. That's a problem, but it's still better to put your faith in that doctor, I would say, it's better uh, to put your faith in a doctor than uh, going to some uh, person that could read your palm. Yeah. So you, there is an element more of faith. To work. Yeah, it's yeah. more an element of faith based on reasoning and scientific method, which is imperfect. Yeah. As is life, but and, and I think that that is essentially a model that you might want to use going forward. And this sort of idea of having these politicians that are generally talented in fucking decision making, apparently. Uh, is not the right way forward, and voters aren't just generally talented. And yeah, you can have it. You can be that's representative. Interesting. That's but, interesting. You know, people. Oh, that's a much yeah. better one than mine. <laughs> oh, well, well, people can people can vote democratically and come up with fucking terrible ideas. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. What's the, the idea? They that will, of course, they will. Yeah, I mean, well, what if we want to go back to human sacrifice? And you know, if if yeah. the collective wills it, is that what we want? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, no, I want I want yeah. it. Sh- I want our society shaped by the most morally reasoned person people mm. not the most impassionate agreed yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got to find a way to shape it in a way that i think yeah governs think, itself better and, and, and i think it will i think, I think you're seeing a natural shift towards that i think and um, because i think people are attuned to that sentiment so what i would say is um you're looking at for, so for me it was more about age so how i'd actually differentiate who gets oh, more I, of the vote was okay. coming down to like actually how on, on average, it's an easier sort of metric. On average, one of the most mentally sound or attuned to, you know, successful or whatever, whatever the economy is saying, potentially. Yeah. When on average is that, and then sort of get the vote out, and if you're 90, you know, you're going to get, like, a percentage of the power that you had when yeah. you were, you know, 35 or whatever we deem to be correct. And then as with babies, you know, maybe even your 60. No, I still think the vote limit should be about 18 for when you should be able to vote still. Um, you shouldn't be able to vote until you're 18? Yeah, yeah, I still think that's probably about right. <laughs> I mean, you might might want to argue that it should be when you're... No, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, like, when your prefrontal cortex is different. Oh, so, like, God, that's 26. Like and I mean, oh, right, bit... sorry, I thought you meant, like, formed in its... In its no, no, like, what, baby comes out. Yeah, yeah, what do you exactly. vote? New I... Labour! Oh, that's a little pun there. <laughs> Three months. Um... <laughs> There's a meme. There's a meme. Yeah, well, there. new labour, labour is giving birth. It's a pun. It's the wordplay. I thought it was, I a, British I thought it was a, a meme about new labour. Uh, we could be whatever we wanted to be made. Exactly. Um, we could make a meme out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, uh, so I mean, prefrontal cortex is when you're 26, and that's when prefrontal cortex is related to your ability to your inhibitory control system, your ability to self-regulate. Ah, and it's your executive control. It's the, it's the bit it. that is ah. the, the pulls the reins on the rest of your brain. And that's Very what, cool. when you meditate, it's one of the bits that you select, that, you, that you're really engaging with. Cool. And, and you're decoupling your default mode network, oh, which is oh, your, nice. the bit that's, it's important for things like creativity mm-hmm. and, um, but it creates things like mind wandering and inattentiveness. Yeah. Stimulus, independent thought, which is when we're talking, but then you maybe start thinking about, oh, I need to do a shopping list. That's nothing to do with what we're talking about, but that default mode network is making your brain spin around. And mindfulness switches that off, as does LSD, interestingly. Yeah, as does uh, mushrooms as well. Uh, Well, LSD and mushrooms have uh, some some serious crossovers, don't they? Oh, for sure. You've read Michael Pollan. 
Um, uh, not yet, but I'm going to go to that talk, which you unfortunately can't go to. Good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, you can't go to that. I'm well annoyed. Um, yeah, we're getting off topic good. So yeah. We're starting to derail this podcast. This will be an edit, I think. This, I don't know, I'll pass that a minute back, maybe. Yeah, we can do it. This thing about where we drifted from. So we talked about yeah, proportional nice. voting. Yeah. So where you can ages. vote. No, oh, ages. okay. So <coughs> where do we talk, come back in? So talking about um, making it age relevant. I've thought about this before, and if you've got a decision that's coming up, and it's a decision that's going to be have generational long term effects. Yeah. And you're go- and you're ninety. Should you have the same vote as someone that's twenty? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one argument would be. I've lived and died for this yeah, country. Agree. I've gone to war for this country. I've, I've seen earned my vote. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're gonna die, um, unless you've got some weird sort of not necessarily weird, but unless you've got some spiritualistic. Yeah, it's a I mean, I'm, I'm spiritual, but yeah, if you've got some religious sense mindset. of like, yeah, yeah living yeah. on and something, you're basically deciding that your judgment is better uh, than the people that are gonna survive it. Interesting. So you're saying that, oh, I know better than you, even though this my decision is going to impact you more. So if, if you could measure an optimistic mindset, would you put more value on their vote as opposed to a pessimist? Uh, no, I, I think both bullshit. There's accurate cool, thinking cool, cool. and there's telling yourself bullshit. That I think overall uh, it's healthier it- to be optimistic a cynical, Again, opt- a, a cynical optimist. A realist. Or I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't like that term because it's like it's like saying oh, I'm just perfect. I just understand the world. Uh, agreed. It's, I, it's a very, uh, it's a very. Um, you need to be posi- ut- a positive utilitarian to some degree. So you go. I mean, it's, if you want to have a happy life, what you need to do is you need to look at things that are on your plate, yeah. problems or opportunities, and you go, okay, so what things can I do something about? And then then you look at the pile that you can't do anything about. And you throw them off a cliff because they are irrelevant to you. Yeah. There's nothing you can do, and then you look at the ones that you can do about uh, something about, and then you prioritize and you decide, well, yeah, is this worth it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, okay, yeah, yeah I'm, with I'm you. not, not so, no. yeah, it's good. It's, it's a big old. It's gonna be a long time before we figure this out. Then. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I think. Good. Op- yeah, I think uh, an optimism is is valuable in some ways, but probably more so than pessimism. It might it might depend on the instance. Um, I think you have to be congruent with your mood, is what I would say. So, like, well, aware of your mood. Yeah, agreed, agreed. You have to be very like, but and also congruent, as in act. If you're feeling pessimistic, inhabit it for a bit. Don't, like, like, don't avoid it, is what I would say. Like running away from that sort of like, because you're you're scared of, of, of feeling that emotion. Well, the pastor would say, if, if, yeah, whether um, it's experience it as it is. To release your fear almost, and, and actually just. If you're gonna be in a pessimistic mood, just just go there for a bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, have have the courage to experience it. Is what I would say. It's quite it's quite one of the things that's quite interesting. I'm not like sometimes I've I've been I've felt like oh I'm I'm a little, a little bit up and down or whatever, and I've actually paid attention and I've realised I'm actually really not. But what's happened is that your barometer or your focus, like if like this is I'm talking about the past and here yeah, a bit yeah. like meditation. Um, that before, like, I might not actually notice my upswings and my downswings as much. Whereas now, because I've become more attuned to paying attention to that stuff, sometimes I feel like I'm not not manic, but I feel like I'm quite yeah. up and down. Yeah, and I pay yeah, attention, yeah. I'm like, oh, 
it, I've just got the my I've I've got a very minor um, unsettling feeling, but because I'm so yeah attenuated in, in to the that, moment almost yeah, and I'm really paying attention now yeah, yeah, yeah. that it feels it's it's basically like sounds so fucking bloody hell that I know in the moment you are so in the moment when you die. <laughs> but it's just like when you're sensitive and you're switched on to, that eventually you become so sensitive that if you don't if you don't uh, remain if you don't maintain perspective yeah you don't realise that you're noticing a minor unheart disharmony you know you're feeling yeah, slightly yeah, unsettled yeah, agree, agree. and it feels as drastic as feeling like really bad in a, agree, a moment yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Sort of paying so much attention ah, very true very yeah. true in the same way that if I could zoom in on this table, which looks completely flat, if I was close enough, the peaks of the matter would be as deep and big as Everest. Correct. And Correct. like, and very if true. that's your emo- if you know this could that ta- this flat table could be my emotions, and you would go, oh, you're very level, but it's like, oh no, but if I go really close in, yeah. I'm all over the fucking yes. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed. That's one yeah, of the things I noticed. Thing, like, the, like the micro sort of the micro measurements that we can now do, you know? The yeah. Micro- well, if you yeah, if you pay attention enough and you're yeah. honest enough, we're, we're yeah. obsessed with those like divots. We want that flat surface, but for some reason, we have to keep inventing more and more micro measurements. But we need it. Otherwise, actually. we don't. Either, if if everything's yeah, flat, yeah, yeah, we yeah. can't differentiate. Correct. Correct. There would be. But still, it would be one. It's quite black. nice. For some reason, we're obsessed with that. Is what I'm saying. I agree with you, but I'm saying it's like, well, it's, it's odd. I think we should yeah. just be able to like just realize that. It's like realize we're actually looking for. We're looking to flatten stuff when we always know that there's going to be like yeah. You want to ride. You want to You need to ride the bumps and the the bumps. It's almost like when you do that, the bumps lessen anyway. Just I mean, that. So I mean, when I when I came out of a pattern, there was this one guy who sort of like had this thing where I nearly bumped into him on a bike, and I actually my initial response was to say, "Oh, sorry," just to mutually apologise, whatever, because he sort of did something, I did something, and he went fuck off like that or something like that as I was cycling away and so I've just done my 10 day for past now I'm fucking it. I mean, I'm Jesus enlightened at this point and guess what I want to destroy this guy yeah because he was like some and I'm going to be honest this is what I felt I was like this fat like middle aged and uh, like I don't know office wanker oh, yeah. and it's just like like dude I'm an, a- I'm an athlete compared to you <laughs> motherfucker like if you're going to be people yeah. should be able to be attacked but if you're gonna do that, <laughs> if you're gonna do that, you need to engage with me in a way that isn't gonna make me wanna, you know. If you're gonna be yeah. aggressive to me, yeah. and I can destroy you in it in terms of violence, yeah. there is a, there's like a, there needs it's to like be we're more, not, the more more backing. There's some respect here, yeah. yeah if agree, you, agree. You're engaging me. If you go to slap me and then go, oh, you can't hit me back because you're stronger than me. I'm gonna be like, fuck you. That's not how this works. Yeah. And he, yeah, yeah. he essentially engaged in that, and I flipped out and I got very angry at him. And the, the, but I was the, I was sensible enough. No, no, no. It just got close to that. It didn't get quite that close to it. But I actually yeah. told him like I just said sorry uh, like, in an angry no, way. This I just said no, sorry should, to you. Should, and you did should, this. Should, yeah. Should. I mean, he, he, you can still chastise people. It's not yeah, about being like completely mellow. Of course. And not. actually, Goenka yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about that. Um, Goenka, the person that teaches the pasana uh, from beyond the grave in the, in the form of a video. And um, <laughs> funny. <girl. laughs> love that shit. Yeah, it's so good. Funny. Uh, highlight of the day. But um, yeah, and then but the difference was so I still flipped. The difference was when I cycled off, I dropped it. Whereas before, if before I would have been ruminating that for yeah, hours, I'd been or like I would have been like, oh my god, I just wish I just throw my bike at his head or you know really yeah, violent yeah, yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah for and like I just a week. it was like, whew, 
light, and that right. was the main difference. So it was just quite interesting. That's a really way to describe it. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I actually, yeah. I was never more angry than I was after the pasta. But maybe you were just aware of it. Agreed. And that's yeah, and that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it was. And like, and it made me laugh. It made me laugh how intense my anger was. Mm. And then seconds later would go. But I'm not saying it's, it makes everyone like a raging lunatic. But it just it, exactly that. You it, make, well, it, it makes you realise you're a lunatic. I think that's a yeah, that's a fair point. One of my favourite discourses with um, Gwenka is when when he runs through sort of a description of like quite plausible uh, the internal thoughts of a person is quite plausible yes. and it makes it very clear that a businessman now as well uh, yeah he, I mean he's an incredible in- individual he's really not he's right, the antithesis of Vipassana yes. before Vipassana he's a sleazy car salesman it sounds yeah, like yeah yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah but basically on a, on a large scale yeah uh, had a lot a Indian, lot going for him. Yeah, I think it's Indian, no, not Sri Lankan. He's Burmese, wasn't he? I think. Ah, very good. Um, but yeah, he d- and he just describes the sort of internal thoughts of a fairly normal thought process, and you you realize how insane they are. And I think, uh, and how scatterbrained, and how when you have yeah. to you have to describe oh, your internal is. thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I'll, it's like a what you'd imagine a schizophrenic to describe mm. sort of thing. It's yeah, it's that that's really illuminating it. But I think that's also what puts a lot of people off meditation because yeah. when they start observing themselves, they freak out. Yeah, as you should. Is is, is it, like you should not freak out, not in terms of like physical reactions, but yeah, you should you should definitely like realize it. And like it is messy. You you're battling your brain. You, you, you it's that's that's the whole point of meditation. It's just you and your head. It's just yeah. you and you. Like, let's battle this one out. Let's just figure this one out. And just really try to calm it down, slow it down. It's like, um, yeah. And that, and I, I haven't done it for ages. I haven't done it for ages, and that's just me being fucking lazy. Have you heard of Very ecstatic good. dance? Uh, My friend's really into it. You uh, go, and it's a bit like you have a spiritual awakening, and oof. you dance to maximum potential. Oh, it sounds fun. It sounds but, very prestigious. Yeah, it does. It sounds like I'm gonna get ripped the piss out of for the rest of my life if I went there. Uh, right, I mean, so. I mean, you don't have to tell people. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm if people, this, if this people there won't take the piss out of you. Huh? Of course not. No, no, no. They, they'd yeah. be very much into me. I'd imagine, as I would be into them. If we're I'd like to see how you. Yeah, I'd like to see you going there. Yeah, no. But you, again, you're gonna have structures. You're gonna have rules of the world. Well, you it sounds like them. an orgy. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, no, I sounds think like they're too clean party. for that. Oh, interesting. It's a, it's a non-drug experience. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like an orgy. It sounds no, intense. No, I think it is. And yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'm, I won't go I'll once just to at least write it off. Fair play. Um, I don't so think let me know what thing. you think. Cause if you get addicted, I'll go to one. No, because I think that's... I'll never get addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a kind of place where people would go and never come back. Uh, maybe like I mean it actually, my like friend has gotten quite into it, but he's sort of backing back out. I, some people do go straight into it. It's like a cult. I've got like I feel, feel <laughs> like I've got a cut off for addictive things where I just go. I know I don't know what it is, but yeah. When I when I, when I feel the pull of something, mm. uh, you know, other than oxygen and food, where I'm quite happy to be addicted to it. Cool. Because I need that. That's yeah. Shit. But, nice. Nice. Yeah. marriage. Gonna be addicted to marriage. No, that's another podcast, mate. <laughs> that's great. I, I haven't. I'm having this very agreed. dilemma at the minute. Oh no, agreed, man. As am I. As am I. I think that would make a very good podcast. 
do do uh, I want to be someone's or do do I want someone to be mine? Indeed. This mineness, this need. <laughs> a great, uh, this is a great, a great trailer for the next one. Okay, yeah, I'm conscious that this will yeah. be like a ten or fifteen minute job. Are you yeah. still doing your podcast, by the way? Are you still? Uh, no, I mean, we've sort of moved on past that and backed off a little bit. So mm-hmm. it was Bristol, Bristol Men and Early Years mm-hmm. Network. Yeah, we stopped doing podcasts. I think it was, it was driven a lot by me. I, I actually just don't think I'm that great a host, but um, it was also just quite a lot of effort. Why don't you think you're a good host? Um, I, my I voice enjoy, is I, irritating. Nah, no, I enjoy because I, I really enjoyed yours. Like I listened to a couple, and like me, you got you're talking about obviously you know, early men. Early men, <laughs> caveman education, yeah, man. That's a Joe Rogan fucking podcast, yeah. Paleolithic teaching, yeah. We teach children how to throw shit and hunt. Uh, brilliant. All while eating meat. Uh, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, men in, in early years. Early Pardon. men in the years. <laughs> that that should be your podcast. next podcast, man. Uh. We were just running around like cavemen, but really ineffective, poorly trained cavemen. 2001 Space Odyssey (laughs) strikes back. 2002. 2019, let's go now. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's keep it it real. Just Um, me and you running around with fucking bats pretending to be... Yeah, let's go for it. (laughs) Stanley Kubrick would be rolling his grave, but... We'll figure it out. (laughs) We'll we'll iron out the details and get that trailer out there eventually. Um, But yeah, no, uh, what was I going to say? It was, was uh, going to be a. I was podcast. trying to steal man your your podcast. And it was it was alright. It was alright. It was, right, it was but a very yeah. good. It, no, it was it was awesome, man. It was like in terms of like the what you're actually preaching and what you actually believe. Yeah, you're up to great things, mate. I like hanging around with you. So yeah, keep talking. Yeah. Even if it is your own podcast, uh, it should be your own podcast. To be honest with you, mm, I had this weird thing where I was like, everyone should have their own podcast. Everyone. I mean, I guess it's an idea that you cu- you're creating curating and creating your own ideas and you're trying to round out your arguments and in the podcast you want to develop you know it's kind of like some neat is it like niching like will to self or whatever you're you're trying to create this self-identity and maximize that in a meaningful way not representation identity through representation like i am a white man but uh identifying in like what do i believe Mm. what are my reasoned arguments what's deep in the superficial level basically yeah trying to get some of that out there. What I really believe is true of the universe, I guess the the principle of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you verbalise something, it it becomes real. I do believe that to be true, and that's why I think, as well, when when you do go silent, it makes those words more impactful. You think about what you're going to say more. That's why, I mean, monks and stuff like that, they won't talk for fucking ages. Mm -hmm. When they do, people listen, because they've thought about what they're going to fucking say. So yeah. I think that sometimes there's a silly it, expectation to be have this amazing ability to uh, be able to communicate on the fly mm-hmm. and just have brilliant thoughts all the time. It's not a make great mistakes. skill. It's a great skill. Yeah. I will say that much. But it's, and there it's is like, a balance between the two. I'm not saying we yeah. should all be monks. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, the, there's an element of the monk that we should all just sample and try. Like you know, what I mean, just give it a shot because it's, it's mm-hmm. very easy to do that. Um, and just to have that that string to your bow is no bad thing. I don't know where we how we got into that subject at all. I mean, we were wrapping it up, weren't we? With some sort of yeah. nice little we can find you elsewhere. Can we find you anywhere, Craig? Anywhere else? Um, on the uh, 
often uh, around the leisure centre in St Paul's. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. And on that bombshell. Uh, <laughs> now's some time for some monk-like silence. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Right. Cheers, guys. Good night. See you next time. Banquet Bear Productions. Cheap and chill.